This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump in Iowa. Roberts encouraged by Farm Bill talks. China talks premature, says Trump. And shippers await Trump River plan. President Donald Trump is looking to get his rural voters to the polls on November 6th with the most dire warnings about what Democratic congressional majorities would mean for his economic agenda, and that would include his new plan to allow for year-round sales of E-15. The Dems will end ethanol. They'll find a way to take it away, Trump declared at a rally last night in Council Bluffs, Iowa, using a nickname for Democrats. Trump also touted his incredible brand new trade deal with Canada and Mexico, which he suggested Democrats would try to reverse. Republicans hope the E-15 announcement and the new trade agreement will help boost rural turnout in the Midwest, where several GOP House seats are at risk. Keep in mind, many coastal Democrats have long been skeptical of the benefits of corn-based ethanol. That's why the renewable fuel standard was designed to promote the development of ethanol made from sources other than corn. But ethanol's biggest champions in the Senate include such Democrats as Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota and Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. Trump told reporters on the way to Iowa that he expects EPA to expedite its rulemaking on the Reed Vapor Pressure Waiver that will clear the way for marketing E15 during the summer months. He said, quote, it's all going to go very quickly. Now, for more on the E15 issue and how Trump is working to boost rural voter turnout in the November midterms, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Farm bill negotiators stay in contact. There are no immediate plans for a new meeting of the big four farm bill negotiators, but the lawmakers are constantly in contact by phone and still making progress, according to Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas. Roberts says aides to the House and Senate Ag Committees are continuing to work through possible compromises on a range of issues and bringing in the big four when their decisions are needed on more controversial issues. I'm encouraged, he said yesterday. Keep in mind, the biggest dispute over toughening SNAP work requirements isn't going to be resolved until after the midterm elections. It's clear that House Republicans aren't going to give up on the issue before the lame duck election, but it's far from certain which way they will go then. The dispute over the commodity title and the House provision eliminating payments on unplanted base acres could be resolved sooner, depending on how the cost estimates work out on the latest bill language that is being discussed. Trump, too early for China talks. The president told reporters yesterday that it's too soon to start new trade negotiations with China, despite the damage being done to the economies of both countries from competing tariffs. Trump said, no, look, China wants to make a deal, and I say they're not ready yet. I just say they're not ready yet, and we've canceled a couple of meetings because I just say they're not ready to make a deal. But China is ready and prepared to meet some U.S. demands, China's ambassador to the United States said in an interview on National Public Radio. China is, quote, ready to make a deal and, quote, willing to take steps to reduce the U.S. trade deficit with China, according to the ambassador. Congress finalizing water projects bill. The Senate is close to sending President Trump a new water infrastructure bill that's most notable from an agriculture perspective for what's not in it. 
The bill doesn't authorize any new user fees or tolls for waterways, ideas that the administration has been promoting as a way to paying for renovating locks and dams. The president's budget included $1.1 billion in new user fees over 10 years. At the same time, the administration has opposed spending the full amount of revenue that is collected from shippers to pay for infrastructure improvements. Mike Tuey, president and CEO of the Waterways Council that represents shipping interests, said it's just ludicrous when they won't even spend the money that they're currently receiving. There are no major new river navigation projects authorized in the House-passed bill, which the Senate is expected to approve today. Upper Mississippi funding awaits decision. In the meantime, waterway users are looking to November 20th for a critical announcement from the Army Corps of Engineers on whether it will move ahead with engineering and design work on the first of seven lock and dam replacement projects on the Upper Mississippi River system that were first authorized by Congress more than a decade ago. The fiscal 19 budget for the Corps that was enacted last month includes money for the projects, but the administration has the final say over whether it is spent. Tuey said the decision will come down to whether R.D. James, the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Civil Works, can overcome resistance to water projects and the White House Budget Office. Tuey said, I don't know who's going to prevail. Former officials blast ERS relocation. Fifty-six former U.S. government officials, including leaders of the Economic Research Service, Census Bureau, and Bureau of Labor Statistics, have written to congressional appropriators to express concerns about USDA's proposal to move the ERS out of the nation's capital. The former officials write, This proposal puts a world-renowned research agency at risk and could set back the federal statistical system at a time when the United States should be leading the world in innovation. The letter signers also include statistics experts who served in the ERS as well as the Departments of Commerce, Energy and Justice, and the Centers for Disease Control. Next Monday is the deadline for communities or entities to express their interest in hosting ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture outside of the Beltway. Department of Transportation takes input on trucking rules. Livestock groups will raise concerns about new trucking restrictions at a public hearing the Transportation Department is holding this afternoon on the potential changes to its hours of service rules. Allison Rivera, Executive Director of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, says her organization will push for allowing drivers to split up their 10 hours of required rest time. The National Pork Producers Council will also ask for expanding an exemption for adverse driving conditions to include not just snow, traffic, and rain, but also excessive temperatures. Well, here's today's He Said It. Today, we are unleashing the power of E-15 to fuel our country all year long. That President Trump at the Council Bluffs rally. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 10th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.